0: Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast.
1: All right, we're here at the 2023 Scouting Combine with Tampa Bay Buccaneers General Manager Jason Light. Jason, it's been a long time since I've seen you, man. I appreciate you sitting down and doing this with us. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. We miss you around Tampa. I I miss it, too. I miss home. But uh, like I said, when I left, you guys started winning. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Good luck charm, bad luck charm, something. But all right, I promise that not all the questions are going to be about Tom Brady because we're (laughs) going to talk about what's in the future. But I do want to start with that you know how what was the plan with him when you guys signed him? was it a two year thing a three year thing and really how surprised were you with the retirement last year how surprised were you with it this year basically was it just all on him or did you guys kind of have a plan behind the scenes of when this might be happening
0: well we originally signed him to a two-year deal and we were hoping it would be two praying it would be three sure and it turned out to be three Um, so it was uh, last year, a little bit of a surprise, not so much a surprise as we we thought that this could happen you know i 'm a very close relationship with him so i 'm always in constant communication with him um, but then you know obviously he came back out of retirement right. and which was great for us um, but you know, the plan was to have him as long as we can, and um, you know, go from there. So, was
1: was him was him retiring, and then I don't remember how many weeks exactly it was before him retiring. Was it you guys kind of like filling out the whiteboard of all right, here's what we got to do now, and then he comes back, it's like, all right, erase everything, let's <laughs> just do, let's let's figure well, it out. Well, it, it
0: made way. the it made the off season uh, planning a little challenging because sure. you had to have plan A, plan B, and right. you know, offshoots of both plan A and plan B. So. Right. Um, but when he decided to come back, it made it a little bit more easy to, because yeah. to, uh, we knew the direction we wanted to go at that point.
1: So a lot of guys, the the player that everybody's talking about now at the quarterback position is Kyle Trask. Some of these guys drafted in, this, in the second round not too long ago. And you know, would you have been comfortable going with Trask if Brady would have stayed retired last year? Would that was that something that that was on the board for you guys?
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. And we uh, we're very excited about Kyle. Um, you know, as you know, being a Florida native. Mm-hmm. He had a hell of a career at yeah. Florida. Um, you know, he's got a history of taking advantage of his opportunities, uh, you know, 43 touchdowns, eight interceptions his senior year in SEC. I mean, that's, that's not easy to do. Right. So now he's had the opportunity to sit behind Tom for two years, see how Tom operates. Um, Blaine's a true professional as well so sure. see how those guys operate and um, we think it's just only gonna help him help his cause.
1: Yeah so the guy that will be coaching him now is the offense coordinator Dave Canales right it's it's a really cool hire somebody who's got the opportunity to call plays for the first time I know a lot of people are excited about him and you know, when you guys were going through the interview process of exactly who to bring in whether it was for Kyle or whoever else might be under center for you guys what set Canales apart during that interview process?
0: Well, we, man, we interviewed some, Todd interviewed some great candidates. I was a part of it. Um, They were all had a very unique skill set or traits and things that we liked. But one thing that Dave um, was very adamant about was a quarterback-friendly offense, um, having a quarterback that just doesn't make mistakes. Um, he can work around he 's got an arm he mm-hmm. can get the quarter he can get the ball from point a to point b mm-hmm. he 's smart he works hard. What else do you want here yeah. let's let's let 's go we can make it we can make this work so um, it was very exciting to hear him talk about what his plan was and how he liked him coming out.
1: I, I, I was watching uh, you know Todd Bowles' presser after you guys had, had hired Dave, and he talked about the energy and the passion. And I feel like just from interview number one, that energy sticks out. And I'm curious, is that something that was just always something that was with him during the interview process? Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. And very confident, too. Yes. So he's he's always he's always up. Um, it's uh, a lot of optimism, um, very positive, and it bleeds into the entire staff and organization when you have uh, coaches like that. Sure.
1: Uh, all right. I want to take it back a little bit into uh, last season. Ryan Jensen, it felt like, was the story of so much of the season. It's just like, all right, is he coming back? Is he coming back? Is he coming back? Obviously, he comes back for the playoff game, and it was incredible to see him kind of gut it out and be out there for the game that mattered most. Was that always on the table? You know, obviously, you go through the injury and you never know exactly how it's going to heal, but was the thought process, you know, we can maybe get him back for that postseason run?
0: It it was. Um, there were moments where we weren't sure if it was going to – that was going to end up happening. Mm-hmm. But if you can remember back in training camp, I didn't put him on IR until after right. you know, the 53 was set so right. we could have that option with him um, in hopes that that would happen. Um, he did an incredible job with his rehab. And, um, you know, it's it's really a great story that he came back to play in that playoff game. Um, so um, it, that, it was always – the hopeful plan,
1: Mm -hmm. and it just turned out to work out for us this year. Speaking of getting his guys back, was there ever a non-zero chance that Gronkowski was going to play for the Buccaneers last year? At (laughs) any point, was there a non-zero chance? (laughs) Uh, Probably a non-zero.
0: I'm not not putting it – let's just say we had a nice conversation in my backyard one night. But uh, um, ultimately, um, he felt – that um,
1: it wasn't the right time, but, uh, you know, Gronk's always welcome in
0: my backyard.
1: I was, I was, yeah. I was, I was going to say, I'm sure that you guys kept the light on for him at any time <laughs> if you wanted to be back, but uh, that, that's great to know. Where would you say that you guys are as a roster right now currently with the guys that you have? Obviously, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, Brady's gone, so it's, you know, it's a full rebuild, but there's still a lot of talent on this roster, so you're coming off division titles as well. What's the thought process of where you guys are right now in the evaluation of the roster that you
0: have? Yeah, we still, we still feel like we have a lot of good players on our roster, like you said, a lot of good young players on our roster. Um, you know, we're not like any other team, or we're like every other team right now that has to make some difficult decisions mm-hmm. with some veterans. Um, they're especially difficult when they're veterans that helped you win a Super Bowl. Sure, um, right. But um, we feel we're in a position where we can still compete for the division, in the short term and that's what we want to do that's the goal is to win the division get in the playoffs but we also have a long term plan too so um, we gotta to have to balance the two so we don't want to um, um, put ourselves in position where we're not able to make some big moves in the future mm-hmm. um, by sacrificing that right now. So, but we we feel very good about the young players that we have and the players that we have on our on our team.
1: One of the big decisions I'm sure is with Levante, who is is, you know, a legacy guy, somebody who's been around in Tampa for his entire career. Does that make negotiations more difficult when it's a guy who, like you said, has helped you win a Super Bowl, has been there since day 1, you know, a guy that was drafted in Tampa Bay? Does that make negotiations tougher when it's somebody who has just been around the franchise for so long?
0: Uh, I don't want to say tougher. Sometimes it makes it easier because we have a, uh, and I'm not, I'm just speaking in general terms here, not necessarily Levante. When Mm -hmm. you have an icon player like that, they, we want him. He a lot of times wants to stay with the the franchise. So sometimes it it does, uh, sometimes it's not so difficult, but um, you know, uh, Levante, uh, you know, Derek Brooks, all these guys like that, that he's, he's going to, He fits right in that uh, category with in terms of where the beloved players from Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: You have. Ben, you have experienced, it feels like, so many different ups and downs and different spectrums of being a general manager, right? You have the number one overall pick at one point, you won a Super Bowl at one point, you were jumping in the pool after wins at one point, you were on a boat parade at one point, you know, you've just been all over the place. So my question to you is that, since taking the general manager job with the Buccaneers, what's something that you've learned the most of being a general manager? Just whether it's that salary cap or relationships or team building or something, what's something about the general manager position that you have learned the most? would say over
0: the years? Uh, Definitely that every day is unique. Yeah. That uh, you can't have a uh, plan your day out like a meeting here. This is what I'm going to be doing. Sure. Something always comes up. Sure. Um, You need to expect the unexpected and you just have to enjoy the ride because um, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of luck involved in this. Sure. Um, I've been to five Super Bowls in my career I'm lucky to go to all five extremely lucky to have two wins
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, so um, but you have to have great people working for you so because something comes up every day that's unexpected
1: yeah and then the last one along the same lines that's what you've learned about being a general manager what have you learned about yourself over the last you know whatever it's been eight nine years of, of being in charge down in Tampa Bay and, and just the, the people that you've got to work with how you make this whole thing work maybe some self-reflection on maybe something you've learned about yourself over the years
0: well I've said this before and I'll keep saying it um, what I've learned is the more you can um, trust your staff and mm-hmm. delegate the better that you you will become as that you will be as a, as a general manager um, you can't ex- expect to handle everything, and there are moments when you expect them to handle everything, so you can just take a mental break here for you know a few minutes or a few hours, whatever it takes, right. because there's a lot of stress that's involved in this job. So, um, just having good people is is what
1: you learn, and you, I, it's reinforced every day. For all those aspiring general managers out there, hire the right people, let them do their job. Jason, thanks yeah. so much for joining us. You got it.